going on, people? It's your boy, Kalechi, back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. I hope y'all are doing all the things you know you ought to do during these times, my friends. For those who are watching this podcast on YouTube, you're probably wondering, why is this guy wearing a button-down a button-down shirt today? Why is he looking all professional? I mean, I look good today. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, wearing a right red striped shirt with some khakis. You know, I look real professional today. I look all professional. Well, the reason for that is today we are going to be talking about a mid-year review. Just like when you're at work and it's that time of year and you have to go into your boss and talk about how you are doing so far in the year. How are you progressing? Are you hitting all the goals that you set for the beginning of the year? Or are you slacking and you're on the verge of um, what's up, getting some of these pink slips? in your mailbox or something like that i'm just kidding but like you know mid-year review seeing how are we doing this year how have we progressed on some of the financial things that we said we're going to do this year actually the reason why i am still dressed in my work clothes is because i got home a little bit later from work and i'm making this podcast the day before it needs to go out and your boy needed to put this thing out because you know just need to keep the schedule we need to keep the schedule but anyway uh we this episode is all about the mid-year review july is almost over which means the mid-year has already gone past but we needed to i just wanted to share something for us to start thinking about some of the things we need to think about for this year are we progressing on the goals that we set for ourselves or are there things that we need to adjust on as we end end 2023 uh as we finish out 2023 uh initially when i started out putting together the when I started out writing, putting together the writing for this media review, which by the way, if you guys don't know, for those who don't know, every single one of these podcast episodes are also a full written blog on my uh, newsletter, which is kelechiwaba.substack.com, link in the bio or link in the description or link in the show notes. You can go check all of that things out, all of those things out. And when I was writing this, it was going to be a short, sweet blog post. It was going to be very quick, like, hey, here are some things you need to be thinking about as the year is coming to a end. As we come into the middle point of the year, some of the things that you need to be reviewing to make sure you're still on track. I know that at the beginning of the year, we started out with some goals and then things may have knocked us off. But here are some things to make sure and get ourselves back in alignment to make sure we finish the year well. But as I was writing it, there were just more and more and more things that I was thinking about, like, yo, we need to check this, we need to check this, we need to check that, we need to check all these little, little things that over time tend to add up. And if we don't check them regularly, they can compile on us and then end up costing us so much in the future. So that's what I started doing. If you want to see a full, the full written blog post, like I said earlier, there's a link down in the description. It is kalechiiwaba.substack.com. You can go check it out and read all the things just so you can use it as like a a tracker that you can create for yourself and say, oh yeah, have I done this? Have I done this? Have I done this for yourself? And also, by the way, this is not a one-stop shop, complete list of everything that you need to check. Every single one of us are going to have some kind of special thing that they're going to do, that you're going to do for your review, uh, for your mid-year and full-year review. This is just a general consensus of ideas of things to check for yourself. So with all that being said, and me already talking way too much, let's get into the review. So the first, how I have this broken down is big picture things 
and then detailed items big picture things and then detailed items and the first big picture thing is your net worth your net worth and i'll be completely honest with you guys i despise checking my net worth i don't enjoy looking at it i don't really care about it anymore after i paid off all my debt and i saw my net worth go from negative to zero i kind of stopped caring about my net worth because now my net worth to me is like oh it's such a long journey to get to where i need to get to so what's the point of even me looking at it anyway it's not like i can eat my net worth anyway my net worth is not about to pay all my bills anyway so for me it's just like i don't care like i just don't look at it however 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 it is something that we all need to be doing. I completely understand. In other, I share for those who are on the other side who are still trying to get their net worth up to that neutral point because we're paying off debt. We're trying to get started investing and all these different things. I completely understand y'all. I don't like checking it either. However, if we do not have a good picture of where we currently are, like I, like the quote I always like to like to share, like my dad used to say, if you don't know where you are, you don't know where you're going. So it's always important for us to figure out, yeah, where exactly am I right now? It's kind of like when you're driving on the interstate and you're following GPS. The first thing is you have to make sure where am I to make sure that you know where it is that you need to go. Make sure you're taking the right direction to get to where you need to go. And as we all know, net worth is just equal to your assets minus your debts. What are your assets? Your assets are the things that can increase in value that you actually own. For example, your cash, your investments. This includes everything from your 401k, your IRA, your brokerage account, crypto, so on and so forth. Your house value is also part of your net worth. And cash, that includes all your savings, your accounts, your CDs, and those kind of things. Other people like to add other things into your assets, such as like jewelry and cars and all these things. But I usually don't put those items in there because the thing is especially when it comes to things like jewelry you may say that it costs let's say you buy something a gold chain and you say it costs like a thousand dollars that's what it may be worth to you but to somebody else it may only be worth two hundred dollars that's the thing about jewelry that's the thing about cars i just don't like including them in my net worth statement i don't like including them as things that I, I that i own that are increasing in value they're just things that cost me money or things that I like that I own paintings, those kind of things. People tend to add those to net worth, but because value is so subjective, it's not like a house. It's not like a investment fund. It's not like any of these things that aren't just that aren't that super subjective. I know a house price can be subjective, but generally there is a consensus of how much a house should be. If it's not that, that I generally don't like to add it to my net worth statement. I generally don't like to add any of those things to when I'm calculating my net worth. But for some other people, you may choose to add all of these things in there. That is your prerogative. However you choose to uh, calculate it, that is on you. On the other side, you have your debts. So that's things like your mortgage. That's things like your credit cards, student loans, auto loans, personal loans. You subtract these two numbers and then you get the, the, I, the, the balance is your net worth. So a few notes to keep in mind when it comes to calculating your net worth. For an asset side, when you're calculating your home value, the way I do it, and you may do it differently, the way I choose to do this is I just take the price that I paid for my house. For example, I paid $250,000 for my house. I owe 240 grand left on my on the mortgage of this house. Actually, it's probably less than that. I think it's like 220,000 left on the mortgage on this house. So I just take those two. That's what I put in my net worth calculation. On the asset side, I just put 250K. On the debt side, I put 240K. 
I don't care that the house may have appreciated in value. I don't care that everybody is saying my house may be worth twice what it is. I really don't care because all those things are super subjective. The things that are concrete are the value that is going that is based off of the taxes that I'm paying on this house, which is the price that I paid for this house. On the other hand, it's the mortgage. It's the amount balance that I still have to be paying to the bank. And that's the only two things I put in there. If you own a car and you have a car loan, I would suggest putting those two things in your in your budget. Unfortunately, I don't put the car because you have to always go on Kelly Blue Book and like see what you can actually sell your car for. And then even then you might need to like cut it down a little bit more if you feel like it's too high of an estimate. So just keep those things in mind. In other words, there are some items on your network statement that will appear on both the asset sides and some items that will appear on the liability side as well. So things like auto loans, things like um, mortgages, those things will appear on both sides of the of the equation. But after you subtract both of these things out, then your your total sum is your net worth. This is very important for us to actually have a handle on. For a lot of us, we don't know what our net worth is because we're scared it will be negative. The thing is, honestly, no matter how much you try to run away from it and hide from it, you still have to handle it. Because at the end of the day, we are all on this wealth journey. Where you are today is not where you're going to be tomorrow. And so this is just a snapshot of today, not tomorrow. This is a snapshot of today. So if you think of it that way, just know like, okay, I'm working towards things being better. And the beautiful thing of knowing your net worth and keeping that in mind is when you look at it again next year and you've made progress, it's more of the thing that emboldens you to be like, yes, I am making progress. I'm getting towards my destiny nation. This is how things are changing for the better for me. The next thing that you want to check for, uh, next big picture thing that you want to check for is your credit score. In the United States, we run on a credit-based system, which is a fancy word for saying debt. We run on a debt system. The way that things grow in the United States is by people taking debt to invest in different businesses and then paying off that debt. And that's what creates a lot of the wealth that we have here in the United States is a lot of things are built on debt. And so even though I don't like the I don't like the credit score system, I don't believe in the credit score system. However, I believe in winning the game of wealth. So I will play this get this uh I will play this game to the best of my abilities so I can win the game. And the way you win the game is to make sure that you have a good credit score. Now, I will caveat this by saying if somebody is there was this Twitter poll that was put out I think it was like a few years ago and it was like a hundred thousand dollars or a perfect credit score. And I couldn't believe that there were people who actually were saying perfect credit score. Like, are you what? What? And people were like, Oh yeah, I can get access to all kinds of loans. It's like you get a hundred thousand dollars. You look a good credit score is great. It gives you access to debt, but debt is still debt. If you can get cash over debt, take the cash. However, understanding the use of a good credit score is also important. And the key ways to have a good credit score is two main things. Pay off your debts on time regularly and keep a low utilization score. What does that mean? It means that if you have credit cards or like open credit amounts of like $1,000, don't use more than 30% of that. So only use like $300 of your $1,000 credit limit. If you do these two things, I can guarantee you that your credit score is definitely going to go up. It doesn't take anything fancy as far as your credit score is concerned, but um, those are the two things that guarantee your credit score will go up. However, it is also a good idea for you to always 
get an annual credit report. If you haven't gotten one this year yet, get an annual credit report. Because even when you're doing everything right, there are other people who have a say into your system and there are other people who can make a mistake and then it falls on you. And then when you need to do something, all of a sudden you're having to deal with all kinds of useless rubbish. Like for example, my brother, he had like a, I think it was like a $20 water bill at one of his apartments that he lived in before in while he was doing a co-op in college. He moved away and his roommate was supposed to pay the water bill. He gave his roommate his half of the water bill and said, hey man, pay this thing. But for some reason, his roommate did not pay it and then that bill went to collections. And then my brother is in, now all of a sudden he has to start paying attention to credit and all this stuff. Even though he has never done anything wrong, he has never like, you know, not paid off his credit cards or anything like that. All of a sudden he sees his credit score, he's trying to get a, a loan for a car and then he's having issues because that credit, that um, that debt was still in collections. So he had to pay that debt and then he had to still, and then he had to call them to get that thing wiped off. But he still had to also wait, like I think seven years or so, but he recently just came off of his debt. But he had to wait seven years for that to come off. Now his credit score shot back up. It was like almost immediately, as soon as that thing dropped, it shot up. But the earlier you notice this thing, this is why it's good for you to do this annual credit check. The earlier you notice it, the earlier you can take care of some of these things to make sure that you are in the best position possible and that you're not in a bad situation where things can affect you for negative negatively in the future. So make sure that you are checking your credit, your annual credit report. And you can go to annualcreditreport.com. Link will be down in the bio. Make sure you're going to check your thing and just do a quick review from all three uh, credit agencies, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. 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 <laughs> oh my gosh. TransUnion. Just make sure that you are checking anything for any unpaid, any unpaid bills, any mistake reports that's on your thing. That's not even you that has somebody else's name on there, but yet it puts it under your social, uh, social security number and those kind of things. Just make sure you do a general check. For the most part, your credit score is going to be regularly updated on every single bank app that you use today. It doesn't affect you to check your credit score because it's very much available. In the past, people were like, oh my gosh, if I check my credit score, it's going to go down. That's no longer the case. You can go check your credit score and it's not going to affect you that much because every credit card company and every bank company shows you that number on a regular basis. But just a heads up when you're doing that check, make sure you're checking between Vantage versus FICO. Most places use a FICO credit score. So make sure you just know that difference. For example, SoFi always gives me the Vantage credit report where all my other banks give me the FICO credit report. And also your numbers might vary depending on where they're pulling it from. Some places pull from TransUnion, some places pull from Equifax. So just know, even if, if your credit score is like slightly off from each one, so like maybe you have 758 at TransUnion and 762 at Equifax, it doesn't really matter. The main, also another thing to keep in mind, a perfect credit score is not that great. Like you get the same loan as somebody who has a 750 credit score. So as long as your credit score gets to the point of it's above seven, it's 750 and above, you're fine. You don't have to be playing this whole thing of like, Oh my God, I got to get a perfect credit score. Ignore that noise. That's not, that's not what you should be focusing on. What you should be focusing on is that net worth number up above. However, once every year, make sure you get that annual credit report check to make sure that everything looks good. And it's also a good way for you to identify identity theft early in the process rather than later on when things start to bite you in the butt. Also, 
Side note, this is something else to just keep in mind. This is a cybersecurity tip. Put a credit freeze on all of your credit line, all your lines of credit. So on Equifax, on um, Experian and TransUnion, go through and put a credit freeze. What this does is it makes sure that the only time that anybody can open a line of credit in your name is when you approve it. So this way, you random people are not just opening lines of credits in your name. The next thing that you should be doing, depending on your age and depending on the age of your parents, one thing that we all tend to try to run away from is a will and estate document. Is for you to get estate documents together. Uh, I don't know if y'all have recently seen all the news surrounding Aretha Franklin and how her sons are like fighting over her estate and fighting over all the money that she made when she was alive. Why are they fighting over it? Because she didn't have a good estate plan in place. We've seen it multiple times. Multiple times. Chadwick Boseman, he had all kinds of issues with his family trying to get access to his estate because he didn't have a will in place. He didn't have all of these, not just a will, but like a complete estate document in place for him to make sure that everything will be easily accessible for his family when he disappears. So it's important that for us, we start doing some of those reviews and we put those things together. For those of us who have older families, who have older parents, we need to start having those difficult conversations with our parents to make sure like, hey, how do we want to put all these things together? Also, where are all your password saves? What are the passwords to your account? What is X? What is Y? Getting all these little, little things that when the time comes, make it a lot difficult to get to the end bottom, like get to the solution you're looking for, get it up front. Like today, go ahead and start thinking about how we're going to have this conversation. Not in the sense of like, oh my God, my parents are going to die, which first of all, we're all going to die. So the sooner we come to terms with that and sooner we come to terms with the fact that one day we will all be dead, the better it is and the more we can start taking the next step to actually plan it out. So when it comes to your estate planning document, what is it? An estate planning document, according to... Uh, Investopedia, it is a legal document that carries out your wishes for when you pass. It includes six different uh, documents. The first one is a will slash trust. This is the one that we m know the most about is a will. Like these are the things and this is all the things that I, this is where everything should go. When I die, we all know about a will. The next one, it, a trust is more tightly bound by the law. So you want a trust. Uh, in the future. So a will is loose. It's a little bit looser. This is where we can still have lawsuits where people can argue stuff, but a trust is more legally binded. And then the next one is a durable power of attorney. In other words, in case anything happens, who gets to make the decisions for you? Who gets to make decisions for the family? The next one is beneficiary designations. This is very important. On your 401k, on your IRA, on your banks, all these things even if you say like, I want the money to go to this person, but if you say on the beneficiary statement, this is going to somebody else, you're going to have a problem. So make sure you're updating the beneficiary information, letter of intent, uh, healthcare power of attorney. If for some reason something happens and you're in a coma, who gets to make the decision to pull the plug? Who gets to make that call? The next one is guardianships designation. So this is for families. If you have young children, like... Who gets to watch over your children? Who gets to take care of your children if anything should happen to you? These are important questions that we need to be asking, especially for those of us who have families, for those of us who are older. We need to put these things together to ensure that we are watching out for a family. Just think about it this way. If while you're alive, this is a difficult conversation to have, 
Think about what happens when your family is grieving and then they still have to deal with all of these things. The best gift you can give to them is to ensure that all of these things are in place so that they can grieve without having to worry about all of these other things, which leads me to another point. If you have people who, which we'll talk about it a little bit more as we go into down into the details, but if you have people who rely on your income, please, my friends, get life insurance, get life insurance, because look, like I said earlier, Think about, you're thinking about how difficult it is to even have this thought right now. Think about how much worse it is for your family who has to deal with it after you're gone. Just think about how much harder that will be. So the best gift you can give to them is life insurance and to have your estate documents in place. So that way there is no problems. There is no issues. They can grieve, but they don't have to be in pain in more than one way. All right. It's very, very important for those of us who are still young, because I'm going to be honest, I don't have my estate planning documents. I don't have a will or anything. The important thing I have to do is I have to make sure my beneficiaries are in place. So whether it's my 401k, my IRA, my banks, all of these things, I have to update all my beneficiary information. So make sure if you're still young, I would still advise you at least get a will. Like a will is not that expensive to get done. I need to go do that as well. It's like get a will done at the very least. Because I may not need all these other things, but at the very least, get a will done so that people can make good decisions on your behalf. All right. That's those are just a few things to think about as far as estate planning documents. Now, down to the details, down to the nitty gritty of how exactly are you progressing? This is down to the things of like now we've done the big picture stuff. Now we got to look at the tiny picture stuff. Now we got to look at the dirty details. How do we actually accomplish the goals that you say that you want to accomplish? For a lot of us, we started off this year believing we're going to do a few things, whether it be pay off debt, save money, start investing, whatever it was that we set out this year. But Unfortunately, life is not a a linear curve. It doesn't just go up all the time. It doesn't just move in a perfectly straight line. Things pop up. Things come up. We may have started the the year in a very positive direction, but then things got in the way. Accidents happen. Maybe we celebrated a little bit more than we expected to celebrate. Whatever. It doesn't matter. What's happened has happened. We are now here. Where are we? Are we moving towards our goals or do we need to recalibrate so we can get towards our goals? Just because we're halfway through the year doesn't mean that we just say, oh, you know, I missed out on it until next year. No, we still have five more months in the year 2023. There is no reason that we cannot keep pursuing towards our goals. Yes, we may not hit the target that we had set at the beginning of the year, but it doesn't mean that we can't hit some level of that target as we're ending 2023. So how do we get down into the details? It's the basic things we talk about all the time. Number one, your spending. How has your spending been this year? Take a closer look at your money. And there are, there are a few questions you need to ask yourself as you're going through this. How have I been spending money this year in the sense of, am I spending money to please other people or am I doing things that bring me joy? I wrote down a few questions that you need to ask. This is the biggest one that I said earlier is, does my spending bring me joy? Or have I just been spending throughout this year just to make other people happy? This is probably the biggest questions we all need to ask ourselves as we review our spending, as we start making decisions of things that we're going to eliminate and things that we're going to add in. A few areas that you need to look at, 
Your bills. Can you negotiate any of your bills? By the way, everything is negotiable. We may not know it or we may be too scared, but I promise you everything is negotiable. If you're looking for scripts of how to negotiate some of your bills, I will give a shout out to Ramit Sethi in his book. It literally has step by step by step things to say when you're on the phone with your bill and all these things. These is how you reduce your cost in one way. Other things you need to look at is your subscriptions. Are you actually using all the subscriptions that you have this year? Or have you forgotten about some of the subscriptions that you have? Insurance. It is time to shop around. Every six months, especially for your auto insurance, it is a good idea to shop around and see if you can get better rates elsewhere. Food. Are you eating out or getting so much delivery? Be careful and pay attention to it. Yo, the other day I got delivered for the first time through DoorDash. I had free food from Chick-fil-A. And I was like, oh, cool. I can just get that. I was trying to get uh, food to my girlfriend and get it delivered to her. I was busy and she wanted something to eat. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can get you something delivered. And I was trying to be all like, you know, macho man and show up and be Superman and all this stuff. I was like, whatever. And, uh, you know, the finesse was I had Chick-fil-A points, so it was going to be free anyway. So I got her the food, but then I was going to get it delivered to her through DoorDash. And then by the time I got to DoorDash, I was like, the meal was free. Delivery was like eight bucks, eight dollars. And so I was thinking, like, how are people doing this on a regular basis? How are people getting delivery all the time? This is expensive. So just be careful. Review your spending. How is your eating out working? How is delivery playing a role in your budget? How are those things affecting you? The next one is shopping. Is your guilty pleasures costing you? Or is it being built into how you want to spend your money? Or are some of your guilty pleasures not really your guilty pleasures, but guilty pleasures of your friends that you keep on saying yes to? Very important. Very important. And also, even the guilty pleasures that bring you joy, are you overdoing it? Which is now kneecapping you from getting to the goals that you actually want to accomplish? Review these things remember the guideline of what your spending should look like now this is just a guideline again you can figure out how you want your own guideline to look like but generally the idea is 50 percent on your needs so that's things like your transportation your bills and your groceries 25 to 35 percent on your wants eating out travel shopping those kind of things and then 25 to 35 percent on or 25 to 30 percent on savings investing and paying off your debts now for most of us we may not be able to keep it in those those lanes, but just figure out how you can best use it to your advantage. This is just a guideline. Earlier, I spoke a little bit about insurance, which is the next item on this list. Again, like I said earlier, review your insurance. And there are some, some things, you, some questions to ask yourself as you're reviewing your insurance is one, do I have all the coverage I need? It is one thing to try and chase after cheap insurance. It's another thing when you actually need this insurance to come to play. Do I have the coverage that I need? What has changed for me and my family? Do I need to update some information? Have I met my deductible for the year, whether it be with your car insurance or with your medical insurance? If you've met your deductible for the year, yo, it's time for you to do all the tests, like all the special tests that you can get insurance to cover. If you've met your deductible, shout out to my little brother. He had surgery earlier this year, so he's met his deductible. Now it's time for you to get all the special blood work, whatever it is. It's time for you to get that thing done so that way you can get insurance to cover all these things because it's not every year we get to hit our deductible. So that's something to keep in mind as you're doing your mid-year review. The other thing is, am I paying too much or too little? 
insurance is a tricky thing you got to know what you exactly you need to cover for yourself and there's a few words because insurance can be tricky there's a few words for you to understand one is premium which is the amount that you pay this is your monthly bill and then the second one is your deductible this is the amount you have to pay before insurance will kick in and cover all your costs typically the higher your deductible the lower your monthly bill so that's something to keep in mind the higher your deductible the lower your monthly bill so high deductible low premium and to round this section off the types of insurance that you need to look at is your life insurance health insurance home insurance and auto loan insurance this is not complete coverage but these are the most common types and if you're looking for more information down in the show notes i'm going to leave a link to two podcast episodes that i i listened to which is all the hacks episode 104 and rich and regular episode 46 both of these do a great job of breaking down all your various insurance needs the next one is your savings how are you moving towards the savings goals that you've had for this year are you getting closer to those goals or are you getting further away from those goals those are the two questions that you need to ask or and and then the, the third question to ask is are these goals still attainable for this year or do i need to adjust them remember there are two types of goals you have your long-term big picture goals and you have your short-term goals for example my long-term girl my long-term goal is my financial independence number so i need about two million dollars to be able to retire my short-term goal is i need about ten to fifteen thousand dollars in my emergency fund or rebuild my emergency fund because i had an accident earlier this year so that's things for you how for you to look at when it comes to your goals can you still reach those goals or do you need to adjust what you need to do this year because different things may have popped up maybe you need to get some travel money put together those kind of goals your short-term goals how are you doing to those things as we end 20 as we enter into the second half of 2023 and then the last thing uh, the last two things i'll talk about is investing and debt how are you moving to the future with your investment like i said earlier for me that's looking at my retirement number so look over your roth ira your 401k your hsa the main thing you're looking at here is did i actually invest the money in this account also is my risk tolerance actually in alignment with how this money is being invested these are the things you need to pay attention to are there some stocks that i maybe i need to sell out of uh, uh, that i've been kind of just carrying on and i can use it as like a tax loss harvesting if you've had some losses other accounts that you may want to review is 529 fund for your kids make sure that's being invested or an utma account for your kids so any investment accounts that you may just have sitting around somewhere this is the time for you to make sure that those money that money is being invested properly and it's still moving in the direction you want it to move in and then finally your debts um, I know a lot of us have different debts that we're trying to work towards. Some of us are scared of those debts. So our large debts like student loans or large credit card debts or small debts like just credit cards, smaller credit cards debts. If you have any of these things, it's very important that we get rid of these things as quickly as possible if you can. However, do not be tormented by the fact that it may not feel like you're making that much of a change. As you keep paying these things off, you're going to make changes. However, you have to be paying more than just to cover the interest on the account in other words if you have a credit card debt you can't just make the minimum payment you have to make more than the minimum payment you need to go calculate how long will it take me and how much will it take me or if i'm making this amount of payment how long will it take me to pay off this credit card or this student loan if i'm making if i make this extra payment you can do like a debt uh payoff calculator online there's multiple different versions of it and just figure out like how much do i need to be paying to in order to pay off this debt as quickly as possible because 
you know, debt is debt. And there are two methods that you can do. You can either do the debt snowball or the debt avalanche. The debt snowball is where you just take the smallest balance, you pay that one off, then you move to the next largest, the next smallest, or the next largest, and you just go up the chain that way. So from smallest to largest, and you just pay it off that way. On the debt avalanche is you take the largest interest rate one, and you pay it off that way. So largest interest rate to lowest interest rate, and you pay it off that way. Whichever one you choose, I prefer debt snowball because I need little wins as I was paying off my debt. So you can do it that way as well. But like I said earlier, this is not an all-inclusive list of everything you need to look at. But this is some things for you to think about as we are finishing out the middle of this year and go into the second half of 2023. Like I said, start off with the big picture stuff. Your net worth, your assets versus your debts. Then check your credit score. Get your annual credit report. Just do a quick check, a spot check to make sure there's nothing questionable on there. Nothing that's like, wait, how did this pop up on here? Just make sure everything looks right. Then from there... Get those estate documents done, especially if you're an older individual or for some of us younger folks, get your beneficiary information updated. Make sure you're taking care of these things because you need to be caring for your loved ones. And then we get we got down into the details, which was one, review your spending, which is something you should be doing every month anyway. Review your spending. Review your insurance and how to shop around for bills. Do you have all the insurance that you actually need for yourself and for your family? Review your savings. Can you still hit those goals or do you need to make adjustments to some of those goals? Now, because not be, now, me saying you you make you can make an adjustment doesn't mean you give up on the goals. It just means that you may have to th- change things up slightly in order for you to either still hit the goal early next year or you just hit the goal this year and you have to make sacrifices in other ways. Looking over your investments, are they actually being invested or is it just sitting in cash? And then finally looking over your debt. How are you progressing towards paying off your debts? But that's basically everything for this one. This was a long long podcast episode but i hope y'all learned one maybe two things check out the link in the description to see all the various things that i'm sharing and all the various links that i put in the show notes from this episode i hope it's helpful to each and every single one of y'all but i it's been your boy glitchy i'm gonna catch you up in the next one remember generosity is always greater than greed and share this podcast with somebody that you love or somebody that you hate or somebody you're just kind of like eh about and by that time you to share with every single person that you know boys me your boy kalachi i'm gonna catch you up on the next one remember generosity is always greater than greed god bless each and every single one of y'all and i'm out peace whoosh